You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 156. In today's episode, we have three big speeches. One is from God, one is from David, and one is far off in the future, at least in Bible times, and that is from Peter. But you're going to see that David's prayer and God's conversation with David in 2 Samuel chapter 7 will be echoed a thousand years later in the book of Acts when Peter refers to the promise that God made to David. So this is a great example of how the Old Testament and the New Testament agree and shake hands, figuratively speaking. And in 2 Samuel chapter 8, we see David at war again, and he is ruthless, as you will see what he does to his enemies. And we're continuing in the book of Acts chapter 2, where we see Peter preach to the crowd. And remember, Peter wasn't the preaching kind of guy. He was a fisherman who denied Jesus three times. But after getting the gift of the Holy Spirit, he preaches to the crowd and thousands of people become Christians that day. And we really see the beginning of God's church on earth. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. 2 Samuel chapter 7 David wants to build a temple. After King David moved into his new house, the Lord gave him some relief from all his enemies around him. King David said to Nathan the prophet, Look, I am living in a beautiful palace made of cedar, but God's holy box is still kept in a tent. Nathan said to King David, You must have a plan in mind. Go ahead and do it. The Lord will be with you. But that night, the Lord spoke to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David that this is what the Lord says. You are not the one to build a house for me to live in. From the time I brought Israel out of Egypt until now, I have not lived in a house. I have moved from one place to another in a tent. But in all my travels with the Israelites, I have never complained to any of the leaders that I commanded to care for my people Israel. I have never said anything to any one of them about building me a house made of cedar. Now, tell my servant David that this is what the Lord, all-powerful, says. I took you from the fields and from taking care of the sheep. I made you the leader of my people Israel. I have been with you every place you have gone. I have defeated your enemies for you. I will make you one of the most famous people on earth. I have chosen a place for my people, the Israelites, and have settled them there. I have given them their own place to live so that they will not have to move from place to place anymore. 
evil people will not trouble them as they did from the time that I chose leaders to rule my people Israel. I am giving you relief from all your enemies. Now this is what the Lord says to you. I promise that I will make your family a family of kings. When your family is finished, you will be buried with your ancestors. But then, I will choose someone from your family, one of your own sons, to be the new king. And I will make his kingdom strong. He will be the one to build a house for me. And I will make sure that his kingdom continues forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. When he sins, I will use other people to punish him. They will be my whips. But I will never take away my love and support from him, as I did from Saul. I removed him to make a place for you. With my blessing, your family and your kingdom will continue forever. Your family of kings will never end. Nathan told Daniel about that vision. He told David everything God had said. Then King David went in and sat in front of the Lord. David said, Lord God, why am I so important to you? Why have you blessed my family so much? We are not worthy of all that you have done for us. This would be more than enough, Lord God. But you have already said that you want to do much more for me, your servant. You have spoken about a great future for my family, Lord God. You talk about me as if I am a very important person. What can I say? Lord God, you honor me, your servant. You will do all these wonderful things because you said you would do them and because you want to do them and you decided to let me know about them. Lord God, this is why you are so great. There is no one like you. You are the only true God, as we know from all that we have heard about you. And there is no nation on earth like your people Israel. They were slaves, but you took them out of Egypt and made them free. You made them your people. You did great and wonderful things for them and for your land. You forced other nations and their gods out of the land to make way for your people. These are the same people you freed from Egypt to be yours. You made the people of Israel your very own people forever, and you, Lord, became their God. Now, Lord God, never forget these promises you have made about me and my family. Please, do what you have promised. Your name will be honored forever. People will say, the Lord, all-powerful, is the God who rules Israel. And with your blessing, the family of your servant David will continue to rule forever. You, Lord all-powerful, the God of Israel, have let me know what you have planned 
You said, I will make your family a family of kings. That is why I, your servant, have the courage to pray this prayer to you. Lord God, you are God, and I can trust what you say. And you have promised to do these good things for me, your servant. Now, please bless my family. Let them stand before you and serve you forever. Lord God, you yourself said these things. You have blessed my family with a blessing that will continue forever. Second Samuel chapter 8 Later, David defeated the Philistines and took control of a large area of land around Gath. He also defeated the Moabites. He forced them to lie on the ground in a long row. He measured with a piece of rope to divide them into three groups. He killed two of the groups and let the remaining group live. These Moabites were forced to accept David as their ruler and pay taxes to him. David went to an area near the Euphrates River to set up a monument for himself. There he defeated the king of Zobah, Hadadezer, son of Rehob. David captured 1,700 chariot drivers and 20,000 foot soldiers from Hadadezer. He crippled all but 100 of the chariot horses. Arameans from Damascus came to help King Hadadezer of Zobah, but David killed 22,000 of them. Then David put his soldiers in Damascus, and the Arameans were forced to accept David as their ruler and pay taxes to him. The Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. David took the gold shields from Hadadezer's army leaders and brought them to Jerusalem. David also took many things made of bronze from Teba and Beratai. Teba and Beratai were cities that had belonged to Hadadezer. King Toy of Hamath heard that David had defeated Hadadezer's whole army. Hadadezer had fought against Toy in the past, so Toy sent his son Joram to King David. Joram greeted him and blessed him because David had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him. Joram brought gifts of silver, gold, and bronze. David took these things and dedicated them to the Lord, as he had always done when he defeated other nations, like Edom, Moab, Ammon, Philistia, and Amalek. He also defeated Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah, and David really became famous when he returned home after killing 18,000 Edomites in Salt Valley. He put teams of soldiers throughout Edom, and the whole nation was forced to accept him as their ruler. The Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. David ruled over all Israel, and he made good and fair decisions for all his people. Joab, son of Zeruiah, was the commander over the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilad, was the historian. Zadok, son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, son of Abimathar, were priests. Saaria was the secretary. 
Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was in charge of the Carathites and Pelathites, and David's sons were priests. Acts chapter 2, verses 22 to 47. Peter continues to speak to the crowd. My fellow Israelites, listen to what I am telling you. Jesus from Nazareth was a man sent by God. God proved this to you by the miracles, wonders, and signs he did through Jesus. These things happened right here among you, so you know that what I am saying is true. Jesus was handed over to you, and you killed him. With the help of men who cared nothing about our law, you nailed him to a cross. But God knew all this would happen. It was his plan, a plan he made long ago. Jesus suffered the pain of death but God made him free by raising him to life. There is no way for death to hold him. David said this about him. I never forget that the Lord is with me. He is right here beside me, so nothing can harm me. That is why I feel so happy and sing for joy. There is hope even for this weak body of mine, because you, Lord, will not leave me in the grave. You will not let the body of your faithful servant rot there. You have shown me the way that leads to life. Being together with you will fill me with joy. My brothers, I can tell you for sure about David, our great ancestor. He died, was buried, and his tomb is still here with us today. He was a prophet and knew something that God had said. God had promised David that someone from his own family would sit on David's throne as king. David knew this before it happened. That is why he said this about that future king. He was not left in the grave. His body did not rot there. David was talking about the Messiah rising from death. So Jesus is the one God raised from death. We are all witnesses of this. We saw him. Jesus was lifted up to heaven. Now he is at God's right side. The Father has given the Holy Spirit to him as he promised. So Jesus has now poured out that spirit. This is what you see and hear. David was not the one who was lifted up to heaven. David himself said, The Lord God said to my Lord, Sit at my right side until I put your enemies under your control. So, all the people of Israel should know this for certain. God has made this Jesus to be Lord and Messiah. He is the one you nailed to the cross. When the people heard this, they felt very sorry. They asked Peter and the other apostles, 
Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Change your hearts and lives and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Then God will forgive your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you. It is also for your children and for the people who are far away. It is for everyone. The Lord our God calls to himself. Peter warned them with many other words. He begged them, Save yourselves from the evil of the people who live now. Then those who accepted what Peter said were baptized. On that day, about 3,000 people were added to the group of believers. The believers spent their time listening to the teaching of the apostles. They shared everything with each other. They ate together and prayed together. Many wonders and miraculous signs were happening through the apostles, and everyone felt great respect for God. All the believers stayed together and shared everything. They sold their land and the things they owned. Then they divided the money and gave it to those who needed it. The believers shared a common purpose, and every day they spent much of their time together in the temple area. They also ate together in their homes. They were happy to share their food and ate with joyful hearts. The believers praised God and were respected by all the people. More and more people were being saved every day, and the Lord was adding them to their group. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 4 through 14. A barn with no cattle might be clean, but strong bulls are needed for a good harvest. A good witness is one who does not lie. A bad witness is a liar who cannot be trusted. Anyone who makes fun of wisdom will never find it. But knowledge comes easily to those who understand its value. Stay away from fools. There is nothing they can teach you. Wisdom lets smart people know what they are doing. But stupid people only think they know. Fines are needed to make fools obey the law, but good people are happy to obey it. When you are sad, no one else feels the pain, and when you are happy, no one else can really feel the joy. An evil person's house will be destroyed, but a good person's family will do well. There is a way that people think is right, but it only leads to death. Laughter might hide your sadness, but when the laughter is gone, the sadness remains. Evil people will be paid back for the wrong they do, and good people will be rewarded for the good they do. Thank you, everyone. That was day 156. Join us for day 157. We're continuing in 2 Samuel, and David sends out some messengers to show kindness to the new king of the Ammonites, King Hanun. But David's messengers come back with 
The beards shaved off one half of their face and their clothes cut from the hips down. That's pretty embarrassing. What's David going to do about this? And in the book of Acts, Peter and John are wandering around the temple area. We begin to see the power of the Holy Spirit in them as they now have the power to heal and the power and the power to speak to the people God's message. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.